One thing was plain. Morgan Tauhui had been expelled from Fairfield Boys High. But why? What did he do? What was the crime that sent him flying at an early age and with no right of appeal from that estimable seat of learning? The four of them looked at one another. No one really knew what to say. There was Morgan's elder brother, Lucas, clearly unhappy that the subject had come up. There was Fitzgerald, always the diplomat, looking just as unhappy. There was Fitzgerald's new wife, Inga. Inga's eyes were shining. She had never known Morgan, but she was keenly interested, being inquisitive by nature. And there was Rajamersh Radichenwich, who had raised the question in the first place. Morgan himself was not present, nor would he ever be present, to throw any light on the matter. He had been dead now, it was incredible to think of it, for more than thirty years. "'Wasn't it something to do with tennis shoes?' said Radzimir's Redzenwitz, who mercifully had been known since childhood as race. "'Tennis shoes?' said Inga. "'Sneakers, plimsolls. What did we call them, then?' "'Sand shoes. Didn't he pinch a pair of sand shoes from someone's locker?' A faint rubbery whiff of old scandal in the school corridor came into the room. They were in Lucas's house by the beach. Race and Inga and Fitzgerald had never met Lucas before. They had come down the coast from Auckland on holiday, and they called in to see him only after some delay and debate among themselves. "'Well, you know, Morgan, he was brilliant,' said Fitzgerald, who sometimes wished Race could keep his big trap shut. As he remembered it, Morgan hadn't just taken the shoes from the locker. He had written his name in blue biro on the underside of their tongues. It was that, deemed unforgivable by the school authorities, which propelled him at high speed from Fairfield Boys High, amid no doubt many painful family recriminations. "'He was always top of the class,' Fitzgerald went on. "'He just sort of knew more than the rest of us.' What is the name of the liquor flowing in the veins of the immortal gods? Only one hand went up. And, said Inga, stretching out a tanned and sandaled foot, her toenails were lustrous, plum in color. And what, said Fitzgerald. The liquid flowing in the veins of the gods, said Inga. God, said Fitzgerald. I mean, we were thirteen, fourteen. We think how the hell would we know? But Morgan knew. Yes, but what is it? said Inga. Icor, said Fitzgerald. Icor, said Lucas and Inga together. Lucas startled there was such a word, and Inga as if just checking. I C H O R, said Fitzgerald. Outside the waves broke and fanned up the black bouldered sand. It was a great rainless summer storm. The windows of Lucas's house were lightly salted, everything beyond them vague, as if seen through smoked glass. In a way, naughty, brilliant Morgan had become almost immortal himself. His friends had never forgotten him. They still talked about him when they met, and wondered what had actually happened to him. Here they were, for instance, come to look at his grave, for what that's ever worth.